Hello and welcome to Rockstar's brand new podcast series, Fintechcellent. The podcast series designed to give quick 15-minute bite-sized insights from excellent fintech leaders, fintech companies and brands. Our guests range from unicorns through to seed startups and new concepts. This is now our seventh Fintechcellent podcast recording in the series, so I am truly delighted to be speaking today with George Ramstad. George is the head of open banking sales at Nets, who are a Nordic fintech company that handle billions of transactions annually, which puts Nets among the top payment processors in Europe. Nets is a trusted partner to more than 700,000 merchant outlets, including 140,000 online merchant outlets and 260,000 enterprises and over 250 banks across Europe. The Nordics have led the way in development of digital payments and related services and is the most digitized region in Europe. With its Nordic heritage, Nets has played a key role in this development by shaping a new digital reality based on innovation, stability and security. Nets' goal is to turn a complex reality into easy, intuitive and customer orientated solutions and remain a reliable hub of the European payments industry where George plays a key role in helping companies take advantage of the opportunities in open banking. So with that said, a warm hello and welcome to you today, George, and thanks for joining us. How are you today? Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to, to be here to, to be here with you today. Thank you. And likewise, too, we've been looking forward to having you. So before we get started and dive right in, can you tell me, George, where in the world are you today and what color socks are you wearing right now? <laughs> I'm in my, in, my, uh, in my office in Oslo, the capital of Norway, or more precisely in the cellar of my house, um, a space that I, over the last six months have become far more acquainted with than I ever thought I, I would. <laughs> uh, and uh, probably, you know, along with a lot of other people around the world. Uh, when it comes to socks, I usually wear the standard black boring sock type. Uh, but next week I'm running Boston Marathon, so these days I'm training a bit more than normal. So today I'm wearing a, a pair of bright, colorful training socks. Wow. Norway and bright, colorful training socks sounds like a winning fitness combination to me, George. So uh, thanks for sharing that with us. Could you tell us a bit more about your, your story? Tell us who you are and your background and how you arrived into fintech. Yeah. Uh, I'm born and I've always lived in, in, in Oslo, Norway. I have a business degree uh, from the University of Norway uh, with a Master of Science in Media Management from Stirling in Scotland. So I spent a year there. Mm -hmm. So that's where I started my professional life in the media sector, more precisely within broadcasting, satellite, cable and terrestrial in Norway's incumbent telecom company called Telenor. Yeah. So, so I worked with that one for a number of years, but at one point I decided to move on to their financial service division uh, and was part of launching Norway's first mobile payment solution using NFC payments. Mm -hmm. uh, I also went to, to Serbia and, and worked while there setting up a Telnor bank um, in, in Serbia. So that was extremely exciting. Mm -hmm. And from there to, to Netsweber today, the, 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 the road wasn't really that long. You know, the jump was, was fairly shorter. Okay. Great. So, uh, and where has that led to now then today? What is your role today? And perhaps could you share with the listeners, what is the biggest lesson you've learned along the way to get to where you are now in your career? 
Well, I, I joined Nets four years ago. I started fairly early working with, with open banking. It's, for me, that was, was totally new, something I never heard of before. Mm. But I quickly realized that this is extremely interesting. You know, it's, it's a huge potential to influence the market and industry. And that's something that I really wanted to work with, with uh, later in my career. And today I'm responsible for international sales and business development for Nets Open Banking Initiative. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have to say that, you know, even though I felt this was extremely interesting and extremely uh, important area for the financial sector, and not, not everybody has, has uh, agreed with me or joined me in my enthusiasm for open banking. So, so it has to be said, it has been a bumpy road. Uh, and even now today, you know, uh, after four years, I still have to remind people that, that open banking is not a sprint. It's definitely a marathon. Mm-hmm. It's going to take the better part of 10 years before we really start to see the big influence of, uh, of open banking. So my, my biggest lesson is probably to find something that you really enjoy and stick with it. And of course, it helps if it's a, a global movement like, uh, like open banking. Yeah. Uh, and, and here I have to add that, you know, in, in Europe, we talk about PSD2, you know, the, the regulatory PSD2. Uh, and while you in the UK talk about, about open banking, Pretty much is the same, but but when we talk about open banking, we talk about open banking in slightly more expanded version. For us, open banking is all kinds of services and data banks can expose. So it's not only limited to payments accounts like like open banking is for for you in the UK. So from that perspective, open banking has a much larger impact on on banks. You know how they operate, how they develop the current products, how they innovate new products, who they partner with, and the strategy in the marketplace. So from that perspective, it has much more transformative effect than pure PC2. And that's an extremely interesting angle and huge importance for the financial sector as you, as you move forward. Mm, okay. So what would you say with, with all of that information just shared with us, what, what is the single thing that would you say makes NETS different to all the other fintechs out there? Well, uh, I have to add now at this point, but the part of that that I'm working in, you know, the, the, the open banking part and the smaller parts of that were actually sold to MasterCard last year. Mm. And we're waiting now for regulatory approval for that deal to, to go through. But if we talk about Nets, I think, you know, the, the key uniqueness of, of Nets is what you touched on in the beginning of the, of the podcast. It's our heritage of being owned by the banks in, in Norway and, and Denmark. Mm-hmm. operating some of the key infrastructure in these markets and being an instrumental company in developing the Nordics as uh, a leading region within international services. Mm. And that has given us an, a unique product portfolio, portfolio and, and the knowledge of how the financial sector works. Mm. Okay. Uh, and why do you think Nordics, more than other countries in Europe, are, are so progressive in, in, in this segment? Uh, sometimes it actually helps to be small. Mm. Because Norway and Denmark and Sweden and Finland by ourselves are fairly small markets. Yeah. So we don't ha- really have uh, have the number of customers for us to develop a lot of competing services. So mm. we have to cooperate when it comes to payment structure, national payment scheme. We have to cooperate when it comes to bank ID, sec- you know, services. Yeah. And that has really built up strong, strong and good services that work across banks, and they used to cooperate across back and across industries and across countries. Mm. So I think, I think that actually really helps us. Yeah, it makes sense. I, I, th- I think the seat, there does seem to be a, a more co- 
cooperative, collaborative attitude of, of embracing in this part of the world uh, from what I've seen as well. Yeah, and as, as mentioned, you know, nets were actually started by the banks saying, you know, there is a number of things all of us needs. We don't need to compete on this one. Mm -hmm. well, let's create a company that can actually run those things for us. Yeah. That was the start of nets. Yeah, so people seem to be aligned on that benefit. Yeah. Good, good. So uh, in terms of innovation trends, what do you see is happening next? Where do you see the best tech itself and innovations heading next in, in your industry or, or market niche? Uh, as much as I think we, we were just really starting to see the potential uh, in open banking. I mean, we have a lot of uh, focus so far has been on the, on the on the personal finance management part of things, you know, the, the account information part. Uh, now we're moving more over to focusing on payments mm -hmm. and focusing on, on the business side of it. And that's going to have a good impact moving forward. But, but I think, you know, uh, uh, something that kind of tells a bit about where we're moving is when I talk to my kids about what they're doing this weekend, mm. uh, I don't tell them, say to them, let's go out and do some payments. You know, hey, let's go to city center and do some payments. It doesn't really raise a lot of enthusiasm among my, my kids. <laughs> I can imagine. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, and, you know, kids today, you know, have a hard time really understanding the concept of, of money. You know, they don't see kind of, 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 of actual coins and, and, and notes. You know, it's all on a, on a mobile phone. But anyway, if, if I tell them, let's go and buy an ice cream, let's go to movies, let's take the tubes, let's buy a, a bun or whatever, you know, that's, you know, they get all excited. Yeah, they but understand that part. <laughs> definitely, you know, it's instant gratification. But then in all of those cases, payments are involved. Yeah. Payments is part of almost everything we do every day. And I think, you know, the real, you know, what you can do to make that, that experience as frictionless as possible. Mm. That is going to be something that drives us forward. Combined with finding ways to use the information of a person's payment habits or payment history for more than just advertising on Google and Facebook is going to drive us forward. How can we make better, better decisions? You know, how can we create better experiences? So for example, if you, if you have a savings account in the bank, the bank is happy just to get the money but you're actually saving for a trip, for example, or buying a new bicycle or whatever. What if the bank actually knew that? So once you come closer to the time, point in time where you're buying that stuff, buying that bicycle, they actually help you to get the best deal on that bicycle. Mm -hmm. That could be everything from pointing you to direction to a shop. It could be finding the best price in the marketplace, or you could be actually checking out uh, personal ads to see if you know, is this is the used bike that you can actually buy do you get the last year's model, but it's enough with the money you saved because maybe you didn't save enough money for the bike that you really wanted to buy. Mm. And that is taking action within the whole customer experience. Mm. You know, the bank should actually warn you, well, George, you, know, you, might, you might get an overdraft this month because you know that your electricity bill is coming soon and you don't mm. have enough money on account to do that. Shall they help you transfer money from a saving account so you don't get that? Mm. You know, mm. Getting proactive instead of reactive or passive. I think yeah, that so, is going to drive changes and, and service development as you go forward. Yeah, so it sounds like there's uh, so much potential there and a, a limitless amount of <coughs> possibilities if that information is used correctly. Yeah, and, and of course we need to open up for more information. So open finance, which is kind of the next step of, after open banking, which include savings, investments, payment, insurance, and, and mortgages. That is going to help, of course, but it's all within the financial industry. 
what's really going to help is once you get information across industries. So the companies within the industry not only share data between themselves, but they also share data across industries. Okay. So that would be really kind of be great to have. Okay. So uh, I think we're, we're all looking forward to see where this uh, digitized acceleration ends up. Uh, I think it's a positive thing on, on life, uh, social community. So, you know, I'm personally looking forward to embracing advancements uh, in, in this area. If, if there was any message or advice that you could give George uh, to your clients or customers or your industry, what is the most important message or benefit or piece of advice you could give today? You know, the key thing today is, is go out there or, and test new services, test new things. You're living in a time where product innovation happens at an at the extremely fast pace and you just can't sit around and wait to have the perfect service before you launch it. You know, yeah. we're living in the beta age, you know, everybody's launching beta mm. <laughs> versions of the service the whole time. Mm. So, so, so start doing stuff, otherwise somebody else will, will beat you to the, to the finish line. Okay, yeah, um, wise words, I think. Yeah, you've got to take action uh, and implement uh, rather than look at <coughs> action right from the first day. So uh, I think there's some lessons to be learned there. So uh, just, just to round things off, George, and thank you so much for your insights and your sharing those contributions today with Fintechland and our, and our listeners. Um, the final thing I'd ask you, if you had to pick a rock star person or music anthem, what music track would best resemble you or your company or culture and brand, and why would you choose it? <laughs> That's a tough one. You know, there, there's so many great artists and songs out there. Uh, and answer would probably vary depending on the day you ask me, you know, depending on my, depending on my mood or what's, what's happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but of course, since you asked me today, which you're doing, uh, I have to say, jump with, with Van Halen, actually. Uh, and it's not because it's the best band or the most iconic song in the world, I mean, rather opposite. Uh, but it's a song with a lot of positive energy that always gets me in a good mood. And it's a song that I always play at the start of a marathon. A song that ah, really gets me going. Yeah. And looping that back to what you said at the start, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So I think it's a, it's a very good choice. Thank you. George, you've been an absolute rock star today. Uh, thanks for joining the podcast series. And um, if anybody, the listeners out there, want to hear more from you or, or see more about um, your kind of content, because I know you publish uh, certain videos and things on your profile on LinkedIn, is it worthwhile for, for our people to follow up and they can just visit George Ramstad on LinkedIn and um, you know take a, a, a more detailed look at what you've got yeah I think that's great I, I mean I always like a, a good discussion or you know if there's somebody who just needs to kind of bounce some ideas back and forth you know you know please reach out I, I'm available and I think LinkedIn is, is, is the best way to, to get in touch with me thank you so much George well uh, thanks again for your contribution best of luck with Nets and uh, the next stage and uh, we'll keep in touch and uh, have a follow-up in the future thank you so much thank you very much and have a good day thank you George